0: Everybody's it is good. It is. It has been. We've had such wonderful, wonderful weather lately. Were you out last night? Oh, yeah. My wife couldn't get me in last night. I literally sat on our deck until just about dark because the mosquitoes it's now, been cold. Let me back you up.
1: What? Did she want you in? <laughs> now, that's a good question. Uh, really. My, <laughs> Would you? My wife couldn't get me in. I I, I know better than that.
0: Somebody she probably just, locked the she door. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she couldn't get me in while the door was like, Honey, I don't know what's wrong. The old Fred Flintstone thing, you know, where you're banging on your own door. Yeah, right. So, But, boy, have we had some beautiful sunsets. From what I understand, uh, the fires, uh, some fires out in Oregon have had a lot to do with the beautiful sunsets and sunrises that we have had.
1: I know. Shame on us if we don't. I have noticed last night, I guess it was late afternoon, that the sun is moving across the horizon again to, you know, where it's going to end up December 21st. And it's like whenever I notice that, you know, that it's rising or setting further to that south, I go, okay. You really got to focus in on this and enjoy it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The
0: days will be getting shorter. They will be. They yep. will be. Uh, listen, we have a good show planned for you. We're going to be we taking are. your calls at 654 guys, and at ten thirty, we're going to have Jim Zandy from Starter Pro Painters on. I'm going to put a post out. I happened to
2: see Jim at a job site <laughs> yesterday
0: funny. in Plymouth, Michigan, and got a picture with him. They were working on a church out there, doing a fantastic job. And I kind of he didn't see me. And I snuck around and said a couple really bad things about the inside outside guys. He didn't see me, and uh, when I came around the corner, I think he was a little relieved that it was me. <laughs> we just like to mess with people when we get a chance. But we're going to have Jim on from certain Pro Painters at the uh, bottom of the hour, right? And then we're going to take calls. Oh, we got to take a lot of calls today. I this, love it. This weather is made for getting stuff down around your house. So, and, and the emails keep coming. We had another giant downpour this week. That uh, it's like <laughs> every week we t- we tend to get a gi- giant downpour that mess with the power, mess with the lines, mess with people's lives, and uh,
1: the generators.
0: We're gonna keep talking. Yeah, the generators. Yes, those uh, along with the basement waterproofing, foundation companies, generator companies are unbelievably busy.
1: Oh, it, 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 I told you, I saw one of our. Uh, uh, Acquaintances out there, one of their companies out there installing a generator uh, in my neighborhood th- this weekend, and the guys said, We just can't get enough hours in the day. Walked yeah. over just to say hi, and it's kind of like they didn't even want to take the time to talk. They're just, it's like, <laughs> Get this one done, go do another one. Get yeah. this one done, go do another one. It's and, crazy.
0: And, and the plants are having a hard time keeping up with manufacturing all sorts of goods because so many of the parts come from overseas and they're having a problem getting a lot of those parts. So these are all first-world problems that we're having here. I know, and in it's the, funny, it as well. at it yeah, that they way. they really yeah. are. It could be much, much worse problems. Um, but if you have any housing questions for any housing needs, you can give us a call at 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897.
1: Looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, it, it seems as though we uh, had a very timely topic in the yeah. Detroit News this week.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: I agree. Um, some horrible stories uh, of people that have uh, had issues on stairways that have either resulted in death or serious injury. Uh, the article is on stairway safety, and we tried to get into explaining how stairs are built and designed how in Michigan the code allows builders to build a steeper stairway, yeah. um, and there's debate. There's a lot of debate on that. It's our good friend uh, Lee Schwartz from the uh, Michigan Association of Home Builders uh, said they never saw any statistics that a uh, lower slope stairway with shorter risers and and more comfortable treads actually contributed to safer ascents and descent and descents. Okay. Okay. But it is one of those things. Do you catch yourself looking at, at rise run ratio on stairs and and being a little more conscientious when you're going up or down?
0: Now, here's a question Are two steps considered stairs?
1: It'd be a, a run upstairs. It'd be a two step.
0: <laughs> like the two steps going up to the front porch. Yeah, I was just stairs? thinking of that
1: when you said that. Uh, I mean, it would be a run. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, yes. More so on the outside. I, I pay a lot of attention to that kind of stuff because the code is very important. How many times has somebody walked off a step that they thought was taller than it really is or that wasn't really there, right? Oh. I mean, what does it do? It jerks your back. Every time I do that, it it's does. my lower back that really that really hurts you. So we've talked about that, and there's also some, some, some numbers, um, some codes quoted in the article about the height. and. Those are liability issues, okay. And it's when you're doing a set of stairs. Let's say there's ten or twelve stairs, even more so, because they're they're taking ten or twelve normal steps, and they don't realize that that twelfth one is not a normal step.
1: It's funny you say that. The code actually allows for a variance. Small in the variance. Small yeah, variance. Yeah. But I've often said, if you, ha- I love building stairs. I-, I don't know why. You're not I- well. I know. You're- that
0: To me, that'd be one of the most, oh, you're not well.
1: I truly did. It was just <laughs> something I really have always enjoyed. And I've always said, if you had an owner that you really hated, <laughs> you could build those stairways within the code tolerance so you'd be legal. Oh, my gosh. But you could make that last step just a touch higher so you climb 13 risers and the 13th one you'd trip on because... If you observe people from the side, we mentioned this in the article. We barely clear every step when we climb a set of stairs. The we way adjust. your mind works, I, I know. mean, I'm the a way sick your mind individual. Works,
0: thats how you're going to get even with somebody <laughs> by making them the rest of their life trip on that last. I never step. did it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Chuck. Sure. And it's probably
1: because my ego—I took too much pride in right. trying to do them. But if you ever wanted to do that, it's like, you could do that and be legal. That's not even right, right? No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and dude. you're right about having a slightly shorter one at the bottom. You step off it, and it's like the floor comes up and
0: jams you. Right. No, no, you're right, and it does come up and jam you. It really does. It's it's uh, It rocks your body, I mean, when you do something like that. But what you're saying about the... the height requirement. Let's talk about that. What's the variance that they allow? Quarter, eighth? What I want to
1: say it's greater than that between any two risers. I I want to say the um, international code might be up almost a quarter or
0: five-sixteenths or wow. something,
1: and that's a lot. That's so, a
0: lot. So what we're talking about, people know, a set of steps basically consists of two things, the riser and the tread. And the riser is how high your foot has to go up to step on the step. The tread is how deep... That is so. Let's say you have a size twelve foot, and you know eleven inches step on that or set on that that riser. That's or that tread. That's an eleven inch tread.
1: That'd be the national code, not Michigan. That's only nine and a quarter, ten and a quarter. Right.
0: Right. So your foot and my foot both are longer than that. And we've all gone up and down certain stairways that we knew were not built to code, especially the older ones that still may be grandfathers in. But those can be even more dangerous. We're going to continue to talk about that when we get back to the break. Speaking
1: of something that's not safe to walk on, how about a roof?
0: Roof. <laughs> roof. You know what? That is so true, Chuck, because we've heard of people falling off a very little pitch and falling off very high pitches. And the people that fall off roofs are people who are not used to being uh. roofs who go up there and they don't do it every day. Someone like Kearns Brothers. Yeah. If you want your roof inspected for free to find out if you have any issues, they'll send a professional up there. You want to call Kearns Brothers.
2: You have housing questions? The Inside Outside Guys on WJR have the answers. Here are Ken and Chuck. Welcome back to the show.
0: Laughing and learning 24-7 at theinsideoutsideguys.com. The Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Hey, coming up in just 15 minutes, we're going to have Jim Zandy from Serta Pro Painters. If you're thinking about getting your home painted interior or exterior Jim's going to come on and help educate us on what some of the best paints are out there and some of the um, some of the techniques that they use. At and Jim's there. a good guy. A I'm looking guy. forward
1: to having him on. He's a great guy. Yes, he. he
0: really is. enjoyed seeing him yesterday. Yep. Um, hey, let's go to the phones and talk to Colleen from Warren. Good morning, Colleen. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Morning, guys. Thank
3: you for being here. I have a You're 2 card. Welcome. How are you? Are you? I'm good. I have a two-car garage. I need to paint it.
0: Can you recommend okay. somebody? Well, yeah. that you should ask, Colleen, Do you mind <laughs> if you don't mind just sticking around listening for the next half hour by they eleven o'clock?
3: They Serta don't
0: do Pro my area. Serta Pro does not come. They don't come to Warren. They
3: don't do my area.
0: Interesting. Okay, then I'm gonna I'm gonna I ask call. you to do me a favor because I don't want to just find something. I know a couple painters in that area, and before I refer them to you. Um, Uh I want to make sure they're not too busy because I don't want you to call them. Do you have a means of sending us an email, Colleen? Yes. Could you go to our website and send us an email, and we'll make sure to get you a couple people that will go out to your area? Okay. Thank you. Promise we will, okay? Thank you you. you so much, Colleen. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, next let's go to Bob in Dearborn. Good morning, Bob. You're on with the guys.
4: Hello. How are you guys doing?
0: Fantastic, sir. How are you?
4: Great. So I've got a bit of an issue. Um, I've got a fireplace in my basement, and with all this rain, I've recently gotten water in um, the bottom part of the fireplace where the floor meets the firebox.
0: So you mean the ashtray the like, ash, the ash there, the ash door?
4: No, this would be the actual floor where the floor of the fireplace oh. meets the wall. So okay. it's coming up at the seam. So you know, I've had a fireplace guy come out, and he said that it's probably hydrostatic pressure. I call foundation guys; they say, "Well, check with the chimney guys." Chimney guys are like, "Well, I'll check with the foundation guy or someone who does grading." So I'm trying to figure out if it is hydrostatic pressure. Is there any way to get take care of it? I mean, I've got everything graded, and I've got my um, downspouts directed away from it, but it's probably about a couple cups of water comes in during a heavy rain.
0: You know what? Uh, hydrostatic pressure can't get through any kind of vapor barrier. Um, you put a good vapor barrier back there, whether it's even a 6-mil visqueen, dig down a couple feet, it's just not going to get through that. you but,
1: It's in a basement, though, right?
4: Yeah, it's a basement fireplace. So I have a oh. fireplace in my living room, and then in my basement directly below it is the, is the other fireplace.
1: Do you and have and a it, sump? It, I'm sorry.
4: No, this is a uh, this is a 1939's home.
1: You might consider uh, adding a sump crock right there. We've done that in the past, where you literally cut a cut a hole. You know, maybe there's a closet right there or something where you could go in and and put a crock and a pump. Uh, I mean, you dig a hole big enough to surround the crock by stone, so you literally create almost a little French drain. In your basement floor, but there's a pump in it. Yeah, yep. is what it amounts. Yeah, the to. problem
4: is it's in the finished part of the basement, so yeah. aesthetically. <laughs> I'm just is, trying to think—is there, is there an- any way to address it from the outside? The, the one guy who oh, came yeah. out, he said that uh, they could they could dig down on the side of it and waterproof it, but they couldn't get in underneath it. Is it possible to get un- underneath it?
0: Yeah, but if it's Oof. in the basement, you shouldn't get moisture that far down there. I mean, if you dig around all three sides of that chimney to the foundation. You wrap it with a good, you know, a tar, put a tar on it, and then wrap it with a good vapor barrier. I don't think anything is going to be getting in there at that point. Do you have an ash dump inside that lower fireplace on the floor? Yes, I do.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. I would clean that out because you could have years and years of just um, muck down there. So if you get a shot vac and try to shot shop vac that out, cause that could just be a giant sponge down there. So yes, yeah, surprisingly that. That
4: so that that's on the left hand side of the firebox, and that's dry. It's coming from the right hand side, um, which is it's sure. kind of offset from the one right above it. So it, it's just yeah, like in a one crack corner or
1: a gap on- or something. If you dig down, like Ken suggested, I would I would be really sure to put a whole bunch of pea bevel and ten a stone or whatever down there and backfill three or four feet with that. Then put a filter cloth, then put your dirt back. So if you ever if you continue to have that issue, then if you do the crock thing we talked about from the inside, you'll have a a place out there that's catching that water to channel it to your crock. Yeah.
0: So go go down about three or four
4: feet. Three or four feet, put the pea gravel in, then put the vis clean
0: and then dirt. (laughs) You're, you're not going to like our answer, but no, you go all the way down to the If you're getting water at the bottom of the lower chimney, you got to go all the way down to the bottom of the lower chimney on the
1: outside. Especially if you're certain the water is not coming from above.
0: Right, now, now, and that's where I'm going to go next because if you've, I assume you've got a full chimney on the outside, in other words, from the ground all the way up, not just on the roof, correct? Yeah,
4: it's full full chimney. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: if that's a very porous brick, um, a common brick or a sandline brick or that brick has what we call scratched mortar joints where the mortar joints are concave, a quarter to a half inch. Those are all very porous brick. Those, those concaves allow water to sit there. You may want to try sealing your chimney with a really good breathable chi- uh, chimney sealer, soaking it up because you could just have residual water that's being soaked through that brick and making its way down there. You know, that was, that's And that would go lease. all the
4: way to the basement, but it wouldn't hit the first-floor chimney?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, whichever is the easiest way for it to go. I mean, if you have a line um, or a void bypassing that first-floor chimney, it'll go right past that oh, and straight absolutely. down the end. So I would do that. I'd go get a breathable water sealer. Um, let's see. You're in Dearborn. Over on Plymouth Road, you got um, Redford Builder Supply. They're about a half-mile west of Telegraph. They've got a good uh, breathable chimney sealer there, and I would soak that
1: thing in. It's a smart thing to do regardless. It is. And it's not expensive. It's not hard.
0: And you may realize that it was an easy fix because those bricks are extremely porous. A lot of bricks are extremely porous, and that could be causing it.
4: Yeah, they they are. They're little clippered bricks. Um, So a sealer. uh, this is a latex sealer, and it's breathable. It won't cause spalding of the brick.
0: Yeah, I didn't say Latox. Probably going to be a water based. A water based. No. If you do a non breathable, that means the water will get in there and freeze and spald the brick. If you do a breathable, the water can still get out and not spald the brick. But we got to go, buddy. Yeah. It'll protect it. Redford Bill Supply on Plymouth Road. Give them a try. In the meantime, (laughs) in the meantime, we talked about generators earlier. If you need a tune up on your generator, you want to make sure. It works when you go bad, whether it's your generator, your AC, or your furnace. We want you to call Royal Oak Heating, Cooling, and
2: Electrical. Here for you today and every day, this is the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Here are Chuck and Ken.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. Uh, It's going to be a quick show today, so we want to remind you, uh, we're going to talk to a good friend of ours for a few minutes here to hopefully inform you as to how to go about getting that painting project, interior
0: or exterior, done. But then we're taking your calls. Right? We are, we are. Hey, yesterday was a, a beautiful day, and I happened to be out helping uh, a company with some concrete work yesterday. I enjoy it. I still like You're getting out there. You're too old for that stuff. I know, but I still enjoy it. And <laughs> that's true. It is the truth. I, I mean, and I was if out- you can help. If
1: fact, you know what? And let somebody else be responsible if you will, but just help. I agree with you. I love it.
0: That's it. That's it. And that's uh that's that's my speed nowadays. But I look across the street, Kitty Corner, it's a beautiful church, the um, the bells kept going off, and I noticed a Pro sign. Well that's kinda cool, and I seen the guy come with this giant man left you work on the top of the top of the thing, and then I look over and saw the certif pro car and I had to walk over there and as I'm walking over I start talking stuff out loud. About the inside outside guys and CIDR Pro, and uh, <laughs> just as a joke. When I came around the corner, I think Jim was very happy to see it was me. Maybe not, but I'm going to assume he was. Who is ever
1: happy to see it's you? Let's be honest. Thanks, Bud. I,
0: I appreciate that. I remember That's... you
1: sharing with me last week. You came home and you said your wife looked up and said you again. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Jim, it was good seeing you yesterday, my friend. It was that was great, Kenyon.
5: Yeah, it was kind of fun. The, the house you were working on, we had painted for it as well. So we've done a lot yeah. of Plymouth.
2: Yeah. And, so I'm uh, talking
0: to the homeowner, yeah. and I said, "Hey, the certified goes, Yeah, they painted our house. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> and he said, "Jim's Andy. He knew. He remembered you, Jim. Um, said you guys did phenomenal work. He was thrilled with it, and wanted That's to come over great. and talk to you and uh, and say hi. And just so happened, you were scheduled to come on the show this morning. So I just put the picture out that we got taken of us yesterday on our Facebook page, Jim. It was really nice to see you." But um, yeah. enough of that. Tell us about Server Pro Painters. How's things at Server Pro Painters? It's
5: good. And yeah, I got to first say, too, I've been trying to remember more and hope your listeners do this, too, is go to your site. And I've called a couple of your other providers, and it, it, contractors are so short and so hard to find. And oh. people got to remember to check with you guys first because you have so many good people out there. And I've heard so many good things from other ones, from our customers using others that you work with so appreciate what you guys do so thanks for saying that. it's busy it's busy it's really busy you guys know we talked about that and uh you know the customers that don't get it it's hard because um i am doing a lot in my yard with different people we had concrete leveling we've had electric we've had plumbing we've you know just lots of stuff and you can't find people and they're they can't find people and my crews can't find additional workers and So it's tough times but it's good busy times um we're we're doing well um it's just tough when you have to say no to a job because they need it right away and you try to convey to them well if you have someone available right now you might want to be really careful they might not be very good um, if they're not busy so that's the hardest thing is we're providing a really quality product but not enough of them that we'd like to be doing because we can't get more painters. I know all of the CertiPro, we have five in the area, and we're all having trouble finding additional workers. So you want to keep your quality up and not just hire someone who breathes and can hold a brush. You know, you want to just get the good crews and fire the ones that aren't good. And
1: No, you can't afford to do bad work at the expense of getting it done. Jim, what geographic area would CertiPro cover roughly in the metro area?
5: You know, if in doubt, call. Um, there's five of us. We have Washtenaw County, we have Brighton, Novi, we have Rochester, Troy, and we have Waterford, and then I'm Plymouth, Canton, North Olivonia. So there's a lot of zip codes we cover. Um, it's been hard. I know my team, can find, I'm not good at saying no, and I know the other people feel the same way, the other Serpro owners. Um. It's hard to say no, and I've had to call some people back and say, you know what? Like from our last time I was out with you guys, a lady called from Gibraltar, beautiful home on a lake, and I want to go do it, but uh, we're going to yeah. be so booked up that I've had to call back and say, you know what? We have to stay in our territory. So that's been hard, but it's best just to call and Serta Pro if you call the eight hundred number one um, eight hundred go Serta or just pull your put your zip into the our, online then they will get you the owner and then the each owner can decide if they can go to take care of you. So that's the best bet.
0: Now you guys do a lot of residential and I don't know what we would consider a churchy. Would you just consider that residential, commercial, spiritual no, no, that's house commercial. of God? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we I do know a lot that.
5: of churches. We've been doing three or four uh this last two weeks. Um have you really so each person Yeah, and there's no restrictions for Pro on commercial. You can go anywhere. So Uh, We buy zip codes for residential. A lot of franchises are that way. So we have to pass someone on to the person who bought that territory uh, for residential. But commercial is wide open. I know I've been doing a lot of it all over the area. So um, we do both. I think all of them do residential and commercial. um, For sure, like offices, like you know, business offices that kind of counts as residential in some way. You're just kind of the same type of deal. It's a business instead of a house. Very so high touch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up because you had that man lift that would, that would have touched the very top of that steeple if you needed it to. Um, so I want to make sure people understand there's there's not a spot on the extra of your house that really Pro can't get to. Is that fair to say?
5: You know, I like with our painting, you consult the experts. Um, I we work with Sherwin Williams Benjamin Moore on the commercial especially it's like you got to get the right product there's so much you know I told you guys before I'm a CPA and my son's a molecular biologist and here we are painting well guess what there's a heck of a lot in painting to know and you know knowing the components and the products and the preparation and different primers you know there's a lot that can go wrong in commercial especially and you need to know So, I've learned more and more recently that you get the lift guy. I was telling you, I was just downtown Plymouth looking at a three story with all these trees along the back and parking structure. And they had other people saying, We can't get to that. Well, I brought the lift guy out and walked it with him. And he's explaining what kind of articulating lift can get up there. And, you know, first you got to think safety, too, because I'm not putting my guys on the top of a lift hanging by one arm either. You know, you got to be safe. You know, but do it right and safe or you don't do it. <laughs> I've had a couple of unhappy homeowners where I said, you know what? Get to that chimney. I can't get a lift back here and we're not going to do the back of that chimney. I'm not risking a guy. So, uh, you got to do that sometimes. But we get to a lot of crazy places, um, with sometimes lifts, sometimes 40 foot ladders. And, uh, I'm glad I'm not the one carrying those 40 foot ladders. My, my guys do that well, but, uh, that is a lot of work. And that's sometimes why that little paint job you think um, costs more because it takes a lot of work to get up there.
0: That makes perfect sense. That really a perfect sense. Now, right now, I don't want to bring anything negative, but besides the employee problems, what are some of the um, the challenges that you're having? What about material? Are you ha- Are you okay getting the paints? Oh, you wow. mentioned a little yesterday about that.
5: Yeah, that has been a problem. And uh, we we work mainly with Sherwin-Williams, and they've had a lot of issues with certain products. They had a lot of product come from Texas, and they were like, I guess, five or six weeks of the freeze down there, and that just caused shortages and problems and different resins and chemicals, and, and then
3: transportation.
5: And, you know, wood has been a big deal. Um, most of us all do time and material and carpentry, and that's a good reason to do that now because all of a sudden that, you know, four by eight is... Uh, sixty bucks instead of ten or whatever. So um wood has been very expensive. I think it's thirty six grand added to the house price of a home nowadays. So when we're replacing which all of us do rotten wood on exteriors, the material cost has gone up significantly. To the point that you probably want to put AZAC or composite wood on. Because that's probably similar now. But uh so material shortages, yes. Paint we're we're looking at other paint um, types or companies to go to—that's been a little frustrating.
0: Okay, I, you know I have, and unfortunately, sometimes those frustrations have to be placed on the homeowner. Recently, I was telling Chuck. Recently, my wife and I took a trip up to um, Traverse City and, and didn't have a very good experience at the hotel we were staying at. But I realized the only reason that we didn't have bad experience because they didn't have people. And I couldn't beat yep. them up on it. And and unfortunately, so many of these, these companies like this, is they're hiring people that they normally would never hire because they have to have the bodies in there. So I guess yeah. I'm saying that because whether it's construction or, or service, people have to be more yeah. understanding in this environment, in this economy. Jim, do you mind sticking around for a minute the next break? Sure. Yep. You bet. All right. Let's talk more about painting with Sertipro when we get back from break.
1: You know, people don't realize that one of the big things your air conditioner does is dehumidify. So if you're not getting that dehumidification in the weather you and I have had here the last several, (laughs) several weeks, we want you to call somebody we trust. Colonial Heating, Ventilating, and Air
2: Conditioning. Find professional contractors you can trust at InsideOutsideGuys.com. Now once again, here are Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstine.
1: And you, the listener. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. We've uh, got the privilege of having Jim Zandi from CertiPro Painters on with us to talk about that. Jim, thanks for sticking around. You're welcome. We appreciate what you do for our listeners, and we know how busy and stretched you guys are. So what's the process? If somebody you know, is looking for a project here, let's say in the fall because you're so busy, what should they do?
5: Um, call us soon if you have an interior project what really helps we've done i know my business and i'm sure the others have done a ton of interiors my guys want to stay busy and the only way i can keep them is if i do keep them busy and they're hard workers and they if it rains they want to work so my scheduler karen and i know the other guys doing the same thing the other pro owners if it's raining we're going back and forth. Now, unfortunately, our sure. weathermen are not perfect, and it's been hard to know because you pull them off an outside job, and it was 90% chance rain, and it doesn't rain, and they say, where are you? But um, we've been doing a lot of interior with all the rain. Fortunately, now the rain is slowing down, and we're getting outside, getting caught up. Um, each CERTA Pro is individually owned and has all differences on what they're, how far out they are. Um, I know we wanted to be no more than two weeks out. That's a joke. (laughs) It couldn't happen because the demand is incredible. And we were as much as two to three months out for my business. We're catching up on that. Um, But if you want to get it done this year, we've had some years I've painted in December. Got to be 40 degrees pretty much and tolerable for the painter. But if you got outside, let's look at it now. If you got inside and it can wait, uh, we're usually a little cheaper in the winter got a lot of guys who for some reason won't paint outside so we're coming inside so if you can wait with that and um can put that off that's great um but call us soon we we really call it a consultation not an estimate we will work Good. walk through with you tell you what you don't need to do you know what yeah hey, you don't need to do your trim or your ceilings or we can go hourly on the trim and do touch-ups if we have the right match um here's what i would do for this room and we help with color and so call us soon. Know that we're probably a week or two out on estimates or consultations. Um, but we'll, it might work that you're moving into an empty condo, and the guys can do that on the side and get it done in time for you to move.
0: So call adjust. us.
5: would love to come out.
0: Adapt, adjust, overcome. Do what you got to do to get the job done, right?
5: That's right. Yep. Each Serta Pro is different. Each business nowadays is, is different. Um, The electrician I had come out, he has two open days through the end of the year. I mean, he's that busy. So, uh, (laughs) but then you got, you know, and he... Uh, we, because uh, I was going to try to move the date, and like, okay, I'm not moving that date. You come as scheduled, and we'll work around you. you hey, know? you betcha.
0: So. You. <laughs> you do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, Jim, I, I've yeah. told this story when you've been on before that um, I didn't realize that painting was not a DIY job until I hired a professional painter and saw how much better they did it than I ever did. Yeah. And, and what do you think the percentage? If you're painting an interior, exterior house, what are the percentage um, of before you that those were homeowners that did it or other painters that do it and if it is the homeowners what's some of the most common mistakes that you see that homeowners make
5: yeah it's easy prep um i painted three of my homes so i kind of picked a business that fit with something i actually like to do but i stink at prep man i i just painted over it i didn't know how my guys know how to fix all the drywall make it look like there was never a hole um, so that's that's the biggest one. I can cut a mean line. I'm not as fast as my guys. I see a lot of homeowners that we paint for, and they've done the eight-foot rooms, the basic bedrooms, and, wow, that looks pretty good. Um, but they don't want to do the two-story, so we get in there and get ladders or scaffold or whatever we need. Um, but you, And they might be able to cut a clean line or not. And I've sometimes said, hey, we can clean that top ceiling line up for you and just go orally if you want and uh, just kind of finish the job. But it varies. Some, you know, closets, you know, I had my kids paint in our closets when we moved in. There might be some things that are – or a garage maybe. It might be a DIY if you're not too worried about fixing all the drywall and just get it painted all one color. But there's like a that. lot of yeah. things that are a big difference having a professional do it.
1: Actually, you made me laugh when you said you had your kids do the closets because I think that's cool. That, yeah. Those would be little treasure <laughs> troves of memories to open those doors Absolutely. and go, oh, man, how cool is that? If it wasn't repainted, which it might have been. <laughs> well, that's true. I uh, I respect that.
0: <laughs> so, Jim, when it <laughs> yeah. comes to homeowners that do their own work, and you say prep, um, do do a lot of them put the wrong type of paint? Maybe they should be using an oil base instead of yeah. latex base.
5: Yeah, that is a big thing too, and we talk about that too. And uh, colors is a big thing. We all have done a lot with color, and uh, some painters don't want to say anything about color. I do. I've learned a lot, and I mainly am going to try to get people to avoid bad colors. They try to match their brick instead of maybe the mortar. and They don't look at the roof and everything else involved on an exterior, especially. Or they just pick a pink color in the store and they haven't factored in lighting or their permanent floor and granite and all that kind of stuff. So color is a big mess up. Once in a while, we even paint and they love everything but the color. And they pay us to just kind of redo it um, as cheaply as we can to get a color they like. Um, That's usually when they just pick their own. That's why I am a little more aggressive in saying, what about this one? This might be a little more neutral um, or fit with what you're after or it's going to be a lot darker on a whole wall. So we do a lot with color in trying to help them like it. I don't want them not to like it. So we do give some advice on that.
0: Chuck and I always tell people, be the expert. You know, When you go to that job, be the expert. And Jim, you are the expert. And when you tell people, what they should have people need to listen. You there's not anyone out there that's probably done as much painting than you are, you know. When it, when it comes to roofing, you listen to an expert like Mike Kearns. you know. When it comes to painting, you listen to Jim Sands. Yeah. And, and you give great advice and I want people to check you guys out before they decide to do it themselves. Have you guys out? Have you give them an estimate? There's no uh free estimates, right?
5: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And there are really good painters out there. And there are really bad painters, and sometimes I've yeah. even asked them, and they've told me who they have, and I've said, "He's a good painter. Go for it. You got yeah. a better price. Go for it. You're getting the certainty of Certipro that we're gonna we have, we're owned like myself with professionals. All of the Certipro owners, they've done another business before. They get it. It's paint it right or paint it twice. We got to stand behind it, and we've done that some where the guy didn't do a good enough job, and we're coming in to fix it. So that's what you're getting with Serta Pro. and uh, I have sometimes said go with the other painter because he'll do a good job, and if he's available, but we'll get to it eventually, and we're worth the wait.
0: Honesty and integrity. By any chance, then, when I was Jim, when I was talking to you yesterday, did you notice that young man, that little that landscaper young man driving around in that uh, little moped and the trailer?
5: No, I missed that. Got
0: it was it. about a 15 or 16 year old kid who was pulling a trailer with his moped, with a lawnmower, a blower, a weed whacker. And I'm going to put that on Facebook, too, because hooray, hurrah to his parents. Honest to goodness. That kid is going to be a multimillionaire someday. And I'm going to put that on Facebook. But it was great seeing you yesterday, Jim. It was great seeing you guys at work. And uh, we want to make sure when we get back from break, we'll give out your contact information, make sure people know how to get a hold of you and Sertapuro Painters. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jim. You're welcome. Good talking with you guys. Appreciate what Thanks, you do. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, my friend. Thank stay you, my well.
1: Friend. And, and stay sane.
0: And stay sane. And if you live in Oaken County and you got a case of the house uglies, we want you to call one of Oaken County's premier roofing and siding contractors, one of our
2: longtime team partners, Pro Home Improvement. You have housing questions? The Inside Outside guys on WJR have the answers. Here are Ken and Chuck.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us Uh phone lines are open 888-654-4897 and um the water heater issue Ken and I it's like high tech seems to bring high incidence of issues and problems and and there's places for it we're sitting here with computers and cell phones and but there's also a place where you a lot of times don't need it to me heating water in a house is one of those places I agree. you really don't need it. Uh, you know what
0: <laughs> in I most agree. cases in in most cases yes. I mean you think of the furnaces we talk about the you know the ninety six percent how yeah. much um how much long term those could cost a homeowner to repair compared to the eighty percent And furnaces. even to pay for
1: because of the upcharge yeah right right yeah. but
0: they're necessary yeah. The things that we need and it is uh, newer technology and, uh, and and you hear us say it all the time. A lot of that technology, unfortunately, is R and D on the job sites. Um, they get out there. You know, we got to talk about the the, um, the generator recall. You know that's real important stuff like that. We'll mention that uh, coming up. But right now, uh, phone lines are open. Eight 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 six five four guys. Eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Let's talk to. Um, is, is Rod still on about a staining story? Yep. He is. How you doing, Rod? I am doing great. I have
6: to tell you, what you talked about last week was fascinating to me because I had the exact same problem, but on a huge scale with a totally different outcome. I'm the guy from Wyandotte. I bought this house. Yeah, I uh, bought a house. I bleached, you know, it's a cedar house. bleached the whole house, power washed it, and sanded it all with an orbital sander. Got it right down to the wood. And, (laughs) no, I've got to tell you. It turned out like a log cabin. It's gorgeous. It's downtown not. It's a historic home and it's beautiful. But here's the deal. I got up on the peak of the house with a good, you know, a good amount of the house is already stained. I'm on the scaffolding way up on the peak. I open up the can of stain and I'm almost sure this is, we're talking about the same product because this is the product you guys recommended to me. I opened up the can and it is green. I don't mean, like, <laughs> tinted green. It is, like, bright green. The stain is bright green, right? Oh, my goodness. So I go back to – no, I go back to the uh, box store, bought another Bought another can, same thing. Everywhere I went, it was the same story. Shake it up, put it in the shaker again. You know, occasionally I would buy I, – I would get a can that was kind of a little bit not quite as green – but for the most part it was like as green as your grass right and here i was using all along i was using uh um like a an oak a drenched oak actually was that was the color <laughs> i got on the phone to the manufacturer and i got to tell you these guys are on it Good. they got the lot number yeah no they were fabulous the text from the field called me back they were on the phone First thing they did was sent me a case of new stain. And from that point on, we started working on it. I opened up the stain that they sent. It's, you know, and they, they went through and matched the lot numbers. They knew exactly what they were doing. And you're, you're not gonna believe this, how this whole story ends. So he says to me after I open up, I say, this is green. This is the same thing going on. He says, stain aboard for me. He said, I'm not gonna tell you what I'm thinking. He said, "Take a board, uh, you know, uh, a board that you got down or whatever, and stain it and see what happens." I stained it; turned out the same color as the rest of what I was doing. He said, "What that?" He said, "What you're seeing, what that green is, is a product they put in there to preserve it, and as soon as you apply it, it gasses out."
0: Well, I wish so, that happened to me. That's it cool. Is, that is cool.
6: Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I have to, you know, I mean, I think I could tell you now it was, gab, it was a cabot stain. And, uh, sure, I'm telling oh, you, these cabot. guys okay. are really on it. Yeah, no, no, my house turned out. I, I'll, I'll email you a picture, but my house, yes, out. we were going to ask. Yeah, please yeah, do. Yeah, no, you just, yeah, yeah, I sure will. So, yeah, so I thought you'd be interested in hearing that, but it was all the, you know, it's all the product was, uh, like I said, it was an element they put in there, and as soon as you put it on, it gasses out, and the color turned out exactly the same.
1: You know, it is funny because we've always said, uh, whether it's stain or paint or, or or cleaning products for brick or whatever, try it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you open a yeah. new can, right. even if you bought six at the same time, every time you open a new can, have a piece of wood there, a sample, whatever. Because, boy, could you imagine if you'd have just gone ahead and done it and your gable end had been green? <laughs> like,
6: <laughs> what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, yeah. I'll no, I was not. You. No, after all that, and you know, there was no oh. way I was going to put that stain on there until I knew what was going <laughs> on with it. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: a great story. Please do send us pictures.
6: Yep. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you guys, you kind of discouraged me a little bit when I first started the project because I was, <laughs> you know, I said, "Hey, what should I do with this?" And you guys said. Put a, put vinyl sighting on it, you know. And I said, Come on, that isn't what I wanted to hear.
7: But, that, you know, that's I Chuck's negativity. You know,
6: I, yeah, and well, no, not everybody could take on a project of, you know, staying in their whole house with an orbital sander, you know. And uh, <laughs> Chuck you know, and I being one or two of them,
1: <laughs> I guarantee you anymore. Bless your heart for know, doing it. No, but I
6: gotta tell you, that's the only way I researched it a lot but that's really the only way to handle cedar like that. You got to get it down to the wood. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, boy when you do that it just turned out fabulous. So yeah. It is beautiful. It. Now
1: how many years ago did you complete the project?
6: Um, I just finished it last year. Okay. It only took I teach school so I have a summer off, you know. So it took me okay. the whole summer and just a little bit. Yeah, about a about a summer and a couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, it just turned out great.
0: Rod, thank you so much for calling us letting us know that, buddy. Greatly yeah. appreciated. Great. Okay. Yeah, have a great day. God bless Great story. Thanks. Great story. We love hearing that kind of stuff. And let's talk to Jan in Sterling Heights. Good morning, Jan. You're on with the guys. No, no, no. Uh, Jan, I hear the music playing. If you don't mind wait until after the uh after the break, we'll come back and talk to you who has an issue with her um seal coming through her window. We also gotta talk about someone we met last week, name Mike Vandenbu, Chuck, we'll talk about it. we get back from... You know, here.
1: we just got another email. If I have another flood, what's one floor that I know I'll never have to rip out? We literally just got that question. What and, would you think?
0: That's a simple one. Any, and I mean any, floor put in
2: by Motor City Floors and Coatings. Here for you today and every day, this is the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Here are Chuck and Ken.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We do appreciate you being with us. I, I, man, I can't believe it's already 1130. The phone lines are open for you, and we will be here tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock if we don't get to you today. And, of course, 24-7, you can go to com or guys at isosg.com, yes, right?
0: Sir. Yes, sir.
1: Wow, I got them both right <laughs> in the first try. <laughs> hey,
0: how good time did you have last Saturday down there with your um, microphone? Ken. You
1: know what? They're just such good people. They're awesome. Dave, you talk to Dave, and you say to yourself, he's a genuine good man.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: then you start to find out that as you talk to his people, he surrounded himself with good people that all have an area of expertise. And it's like, wow, that's leadership. Right. I just, I, I walked away really impressed.
0: I really did. I did too. And I enjoyed it, of course. I, I did too, and I, I followed up with it when they were done looking at the. Looking at their Facebook page, I followed up with it all. And um, When we were at New Baltimore yesterday with Barrier Free Plus, um, a a gentleman walked up to us named Mike Vanderboom. And we had talked to him on the air before about an ICF house, an insulated concrete form house. Yeah. you know, we have referred that and we recommended that a lot over this last year because lumber prices have been going up so high. People are looking at other alternatives. Well, Mike was way ahead of the curve, um, and he built, built an insulated concrete form house all the way up to the trusses. And he was very, very proud. He sent us a picture, and it is an absolute. If anyone looked at this house there's no way they wouldn't know it wasn't a stick built house. There's no way stick, you look at it. And can tell. Right? There isn't. No. And I always tell people with this house, you can light it with a match I, or heat it with a match. So say, you, yeah, you can light <laughs> it. <with a> match. <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh, actually, you couldn't <laughs> <laughs> because this house isn't going to burn like a, a stick. They house. don't. They don't. They can't, right?
1: You know, it's funny. Uh, a buddy of ours just built a conventional frame home but on an all weather wood foundation. And he's an insulating fool. It's spray foamed. We did some videos on how he, some special things he did between the floors and whatnot with the spray foam, that are on our Facebook page. And he was telling me how cheaply he insulate or uh, heats that house and cools it. He said, it's amazing how rarely, he said, even in this heat that my air conditioner runs and the house is comfortable, and there's no humidity because of the way you have to build an all-weather wood foundation to keep moisture from the basement. Yeah. So there's some really cool alternatives out there, people. And uh, are you posting that picture of the ICF house? No, but I will. Are you able to do oh, that? Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. a beautiful home.
0: I just got to remember the term my car. Like,
1: Harbor Springs.
0: Harbor Springs.
1: It's snotty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even hey, allowed to drive through Harbor I,
0: Springs. You uh, and I, if you remember right, Oh, um, right. You and I yeah. and some friends went up to Legs Inn and had dinner or lunch at Legs Inn, and then I just saw our motorcycles back in 2010, twelve somewhere like that. And then we drove back through the tunnel of trees. Yeah, I do remember. And we that. stopped in Harbor Springs beautiful. and just awed at the beauty of that little that little community.
1: Petoskey, Michigan is just so full of awesome
0: oh, places like this. Beautiful state in yeah. the country. Hey, we're gonna ask uh, Jan. To, we want to thank Jan for being patient. Hi. Uh, hi, Jan. You're on with the guys.
3: Hi, guys. Uh, I had water coming in on the sill of my black glass block window in the basement, and I had someone come out and replace my glass glass, block windows. The water was still coming in, so they came in and put some seal on there. Water was still coming in. So then they said I needed to go down to between where the brick and the foundation met, put tar paper there, and then refill it with dirt but they haven't returned my call and then i saw your article in the paper that said that didn't talk about tar paper talked about using pea gravel so i'm ne- going to need to have somebody come out and dig on the outside of my house and put this on for my basement but so you've got a window well there wonder, correct yeah.
1: yeah here's the thing if they dig down there there are all kinds of coatings. I mean, even what they call a modified bitumen, which is basically asphalt with additives to make it more flexible and pliable, on the wall and then do backfill with a readily drained material like the pea gravel. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And they yes. would take that down to your footing tiles. Now, Sorry. just before they put the last layer of stone at the bottom of the window well where you would stand... They put a filter cloth in there and then more stone on top of it because you don't want a bunch of debris, sand, you know, uh, tree pieces, whatever, going down into that drain. So a filter cloth would go right. in and then more stone on top of that.
0: And there is, it is in a window well. Did I hear that? There is a window well
3: there, yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. What do you think, Chuck? At that point, putting a um, putting a drain going down to the uh, in the window well, going all the way down to the. Existing That's what we're drain talking tile. about. The, yeah.
1: the stone would be the drain.
0: Oh, not put an actual pipe, just the stone through. Yeah, if, that you, it just, if through. you get all the way down
1: to your tile, you put a filter cloth in. Of course, you, again, you waterproof the, the wall. Then you put stone all the right. way up until just the last few inches, then more filter cloth, then yep. more stone, and yep. now the, it's a hundred percent drain. Any water that falls in there goes straight to your tile. Makes and sense. then they also right. I'm make going
3: to do that. I need to have someone do that. Do you have a suggestion for that?
1: Uh, probably Chuck from SPS or Joel from
0: Just Ask, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Chuck would probably do something like that. That's a good that's a that's a, a good idea.
3: Okay, can you give me their phone number so I can call them?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um
1: do you uh have the number for uh Just Ask cuz I I'd
0: give I'd give Joel a call too. So I don't have. Joel's that. number is 248 535 1759. Okay. And then we get Chuck from SPS Glass. Give me one second. I'm pulling it up right here. And Chuck's number is going to be, scroll to the bottom, 844-482-7378. <laughs> 844-482-7378. Eight, yeah, and it says here extension yep. 3. Yeah, you actually... Extension three, but I have to press extension three in there. So. Oh, oh
1: okay. yeah. If you listen to the recording, it's a couple different businesses.
0: Yeah. And I also, you know, here's another, here's a local number for SBS. Okay. Just make it easier for okay. you 734 320 1664.
3: So I need to talk to both of them. Yeah. Give
0: them both a call and both come out and take a look. I'm not sure if Chuck okay. will do just that you know, window well, but give him a call and give him an ask. Can't hurt to ask, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: Okay. And when you get a okay, chance, follow very up much, with you. Guys,
3: me. I really appreciate it.
0: Anytime. Anytime. We appreciate right. you listening. All right. Okay, Next let's, let's talk to Joe in Auburn Hills. Good morning, Joe. You're on with the guys. Hello? Hi, Joe. This is Phil. Oh, I apologize, says Joe here. What can we help with, sir? Okay, I just
8: wanted to, I shared an email with you guys about, you are know, always talking about uh, knowledge is power and you got to know what you're doing, especially for painting. Um, the email is about a home in New Orleans that was painted with the wrong paint on the exterior. And I guess if your listeners uh, would take a guess, painting the exterior of a building with the wrong paint, whether well, it could cause serious damage or not, it actually collapsed the entire back wall of the building. And it turned out we had uh, engineers come out to determine what happened to the thing. And because of the, the building was built in like 1824, solid brick, anywhere from eight to four bricks stacked to, to put the building together, they put uh, the wrong kind of paint on the outside. Moisture from the inside of the building had gotten into the mortar joints and actually caused droplets to form like little paths for them to run through the walls and wash the mortar out. And the entire wall, a uh, two-story building, cracked big enough where you could stick your hand between it, and the entire two, two walls of the building had to be completely taken down.
1: That is just horrific. Can you imagine being the building owner in that situation?
8: Well, the first thing they did is the engineers came out there, and they had an emergency uh, task of stowing up the walls so it wouldn't collapse on the surrounding uh, buildings that were there. It was down in the French Quarter, and that was $10,000 right off the bat.
1: Oh, yeah. And then they had
8: to get the Historical Society in there to determine how to put the thing back together. They made them save all the original bricks they could, uh, took it all apart, restacked them all, and the footing for this place, because it's on that swampland down there, it was 14 feet wide, six foot deep, and approximately 30 feet across the entire back that had to be put into the ground before they could even start stacking the bricks. The I, was about I can only imagine
0: 000. what that cost. I was talking to a homeowner yesterday.
8: Fifteen thousand.
0: Wow, I was talking to a homeowner yesterday how men start a project and a lot of times they'll not know what to are doing, they make it worse than did in the first place when they were trying to improve it in the first place. Oh gotcha. That sounds like this. They're trying to improve that. They put the wrong, and it sounds to me like it was not breathable. So the water, you know, we talk about those basement waterproofing paints, Chuck, that when you put it on, that that moisture just locks behind that. That's a basement, not a multiple-story building. So <laughs> great information, sir. We greatly appreciate you calling us letting us know. No
8: problem. Best thing to okay. do is check with your historical society if you have an old building, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'm oh. trying to
0: look up New Orleans. You know, this thing and all I was talking about is a hard rock that came down a Oh, while that's back. right, yeah. So, um, thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we can't say enough. You hear Paul W. talk about Victor's Ruffing all the time. We can't say enough about Victor's Ruffing. You know, last year we went to a, a, a remote broadcast, and he gave away a rough to a, such a deserving veteran, and he does that kind of stuff on a regular basis. I mean, you
1: and I – uh, talk about it from the professional perspective. Paul does from the customer perspective.
0: So it's kind of like the whole ball of wax is covered there. It is. So if you think
2: you made it, may need a new roof, you need to call Victor's Roofing. Find professional contractors you can trust at InsideOutsideGuys.com. Now, once again, here are Ken Calverly and Chuck Bridenstine. More fun than any two people deserve when they say they're going to work.
0: Is that?
1: <laughs> Cause I, a, I, I, can hear you. Okay, good. <laughs> you sound better when I can hear you. My wife says the same thing. Wow. You know, Marie and I talk. What a coincidence! Actually, she and I talk
0: a lot. <laughs> you better not. <laughs> really. <laughs> You're worried,
1: you're worried about this? No, I'm not. If Actually, you cut me in half and count the rings. There's like 300, And I've been around forever. <laughs>
0: That's the last thing in the world I'd be worried I about. I am. The you least could talk to me every day and I wouldn't be worried I'm about not. it. 888 <laughs> guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. You got us for about 10 more minutes. So get the questions in just like Ed from Huntington Woods did. Good morning, Ed. You're on with the guys.
7: Good morning. How you doing, guys? Listen,
0: doing I'm great. calling
7: for my. I'm calling from my sister in Huntington Wood. She's got a bungalow that was built in the '50s, and the south wall. Well, let me say this first. She had a roof put on several years ago, and then, uh, currently, like the lady the, called in prior to me, uh, the window in the basement is still leaking, and the southern wall brick is buckling already. So I think she's going to need the foundation fixed and the, the bricks taken out and then reset. So who do you recommend that can do that kind of
8: work?
0: Um well we we got someone by let me ask a couple questions first. What color is the brick on her house? It's common brick. Oh it's a it's a common brick, okay. So it yeah. In the basement, I'm assuming, Huntington Woods, it's a block basement. Does she have any major cracks or it step is. cracks going on?
7: Well, yeah. There, uh, year before last, uh, water would come in uh, and hit the floor and then down the drain. So she had SAS come out, and they they dug a trench, and uh, that has it's that, that stopped. But there's still water dampness in the cinder blocks. And then the outside brick is buckling. So, okay, we got to find a solution quick.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, the buckling may not not may not necessarily be the foundation. I'll tell a story when we're done with this about about why I think that. But uh, Joel, Chuck.
1: Yeah, I think so. Hey,
0: come on, take a look at it first, and go from there.
1: That's what I would do. Give Joel a just ask a call. Do you have a pen handy? Yes, sir. His number is two four
7: eight five
0: three five one seven five nine. What city is he in? Troy. Troy. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got it. And, um, okay. I'm listening. To I, no, give him a call. Let him come and take out. He'll tell you what's wrong and what you need. If he can't help you, he'll he'll refer you to another team partner to take care of you. Okay. Okay, all right. Thanks, Ed. Stay in touch, Ed, and we appreciate you taking Thank care you of your sister, much. buddy. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank
7: you,
0: Chuck. Years ago, I remember going to a job site that had the um, the gray uh, sand lime brick on them, and it sounded something very similar. They were having some water in a uh, in a window, and you look at the half of their side wall was you saw a step crack and you saw it moving out about an inch. Yeah. And they had multiple contractors coming out, multiple foundation contractors come out there to give them estimates on repairing their foundation. And when I went out there, um, actually I was referred by someone we all know in the foundation industry, they wanted me to come out and take a look at it. And when I pulled the vegetation and all the leaves away from the bottom of the wall where the wall actually sat on the foundation, I noticed there's about a one and a half to two inch root just sticking inside one of the brick. And so I went down a few feet, and I banged another brick out. And guess what was behind that brick? The root. <laughs> so they had multiple people come oh, in, gosh. give them estimates for ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to reinforce their foundation when it was a root. So for I remember at the time, take down the wall, get rid of the root, rebuild it. I think it was four or five grand at the time. So people do your research, yeah. <sighs> just like our good friend. One of my heroes, Ronald Reagan, trust but verify. Always verify. <laughs> yeah. Make sure that you're on the same page because <laughs> I don't think those companies were trying to take her. I don't think they did what they needed to do to make sure they gave her the right estimate.
1: It's the old thing about sometimes, you know, you, you just focus on one thing because that's all you know.
0: And when, you, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I just came up with that. All right, hey, real quick, let's talk to Jim in Fanlac. Good morning, Jim. You're out with the guys. Hi, good morning. Um, good morning, sir. Quick, easy question for you.
8: Um, my uh, sidewalk, my front porch sidewalk butts up against my house, and there's a big gap between the, the uh, brick veneer wall and the sidewalk.
0: How big? So, what should,
8: I, what should I use to? I see the in front of my steps is kind of a blackish um, filling in there. But I don't didn't know what type I should buy to use to fix that. So,
0: how big a gap is it? Um, in, in, in some
8: points it's, uh, about an inch and in some spots it's a little bit less, you know?
0: Okay. Go to your local big box store. Yep. And, uh, they have a couple different Sika flex, Sika flex products. And before you can go there, if you have a power washer, you should just power wash that joint all the way out and then let it dry a couple of days before you do the following. Oh, okay. Uh, they have two Secaflex flex products. One is a self-leveling and what is what is called trowel grade. And the trowel grade comes out like a caulk. It really should. And if that gap is an inch, you go buy an inch and a quarter backer rod, which is a styrofoam rod. Sure. And the rule of thumb is is you want to put half the depth in what the width is. So if the width is an inch, you want to put that backer rod down a half an inch and then put the flex on top of it. You use a trollable, and then you, this sounds silly, but you have a glass of soapy water with you and a rag. And when you do a bead, you dip it in there, and it'll smooth out like, you're, like you have grease on top of it. Oh, really? And uh, that will stop anything from penetrating through there at that point. You can also use it for any cracks on the driveway, any joints that are coming apart. It's a, it's a great product. Just, at, oh, great. just pointed out to my neighbor. Within a week, he had it done. You can't even tell it's there. Looks great. Good advice. Sure. And- and how do you spell that? S-I-K-I flex. Oh, okay. S-I-K-A. S-I-K-A. Yeah. Okay, S-I-K-A. Hey. Hey. I, mean, yeah. I never even entered a spelling bee. <laughs> I knew better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, it comes oh, in a yellow tube. Easy to find.
8: And in, in different colors?
0: Uh, they usually have them in a beige and a uh, slate gray. Yeah. Great. Hey, thanks very much. Right. Appreciate your help. You're, you're welcome very much. You're welcome very much. Yep. I was at a, a company the other day, uh, Boomers, in Detroit. They're a big masonry and concrete supplier. Okay. Whereabouts they, in Detroit? Um, right near downtown, um, in the downtown area, um, Warren, uh, east of 75. And they now, DeWalt, sells a gun. And, and the, the, the product I just told him about, for the people that do it commercially, they have sausage tubes. They look just like a tube of sausage. Oh, what's that? And they're full of that material. And you take this and you load it into the battery-operated DeWalt gun, and it's amazing, Chuck. It's, it makes cheese. you buy one? No. no I, I, you didn't buy I don't one? do enough of it. My son will. I'm sure. Ah, But you talk about making a job faster, quicker, easier. You anyway. and I are
1: tool addicts, Oh, gosh. If I was still
0: in it, I would buy it. I would buy it.
1: How cool.
0: Boy, we talked ourselves through a show. I know.
2: Wow. Hey, we'll be here tomorrow morning, right? Yes. 10 a.m.? Appreciate everybody for calling.